It'll turn up. There we go. Thanks. Thanks for worship. So, welcome. Um, it is, I mean, it's beautiful sunshine out there right now, isn't it? Um, I know many of us pr- prayed for a white Christmas. Uh, my family in South Africa is like, you guys got any snow yet? And um, we'll Skype them a little bit later here and, and let them know. But uh, it's, good, it's good to gather and, and good to, to worship together uh, on Christmas. So I want to invite you this evening, 7 p.m., we're going to be back here uh, just celebrating. I think it's going to be beautiful. It's snowy out, the lights, candles. Um, we're going to be celebrating Christmas Eve. So I want to invite you to come. So uh, I have a question just to start with. And we're, we're going through this series called Unexpected, and, and this morning... We're going to focus on this, the concept of unseen, that, that Jesus' birth was unseen in some ways, but really seen in other ways. And so it was unseen by, by maybe organized religion and, and, and power in the world's eyes, but it was truly seen um, by those who are watching. And so my question for you this morning is, what are you looking for? What are you looking out for? What are you watching for? Um, do you, do you, are, are you looking? Are you anticipating? Are you expecting something? And, and you're looking for it. Maybe it's in a relationship. Um, you're looking, that you have hope that, that things will change and things will, will, will get better or, or that something will happen in a relationship. Maybe you're looking to something uh, or a project. Maybe you're, you're hoping that a project w- will finish. You're looking to finish a project, and, and you're anticipating there's an expectation, um, an outcome. So we spend a lot of our lives, and, and I, I want you to be thinking about what are you looking for? What are you expecting? What are you, yeah, what are you hoping to see? We spend a lot of our lives hoping to see, you know, watching, observing, obs- expecting. Um, what are you longing to see? What are you longing to see happen in your own life, in the life of, of your family, your kids, your parents, maybe in your business or, or, or at work? First century Israel was longing and looking for the Messiah. There was an expectation. The prophets had spoken of the coming Messiah, the king who would come and, and rule, and they were looking for that. And every now and again, someone or something would pop up, and they were like, is this, is this the Messiah? Is this what we've been watching, looking for? And then it would kind of fade away. And so there was an expectation um, in first century Israel uh, of the Messiah coming. They were looking for someone to save them, looking for someone to lead them, looking for someone, and, and especially in their time, looking for someone to, to return the glory of the temple and, the, and, and just the nationhood of Israel. They were looking. I think of Simeon, um, and, and, and this happens a bit later, but it, it says uh, he, he'd been waiting for the Messiah, and it says, then he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. He's praying to God. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. So Jesus um, is presented at the temple, and Simeon sees him, and, and he's like, I have seen God's plan. I have seen salvation. And, and, he, and then Simeon says, I'm good. I can die now. I'm done. <laughs> I've seen 
what I've been looking for, what I've been expecting. Uh, think of the wise man. Matthew chapter 2 says um, that they had seen a star. It says, uh, where is the one that, that they come to Herod and they ask, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. I was thinking about it. Um, these wise men, are, they're Gentiles. They're Gentiles. But they saw the sign and they followed it. And now they come to Herod, who's a Jew. And Herod, uh, yeah, the leader of the Jews, the king of the Jews, um, he did not see what was going on. Think about it. Herod was not able to see. He was so blinded by his own uh, desire for, for power and, and, and control that he was not able to see the Messiah. He missed seeing the Messiah. He missed seeing Jesus. He just couldn't see it. So there's a sense where the, the, the wise men, Gentiles, outsiders, they see it. And Herod, uh, an insider, a Jew, he doesn't see it. He's blinded. What about the shepherds? Uh, we spoke about the shepherds, and we're going to focus on them this morning. What did they see? What did they see? Last week, Jason uh, spoke about what, the, what these shepherds see. So we've got these shepherds. They're out um, in the fields. It's, it's dark at night, and they see this angel, and they, they hear this message. But, and we, we, we kind of spoke a lot about, Jason spoke about, what is our concept of angels? What is our image? When, when we, and this is also seeing. Look at your Christmas cards. Um, we got one this week, and <laughs> that Jason spoke about it, I showed him, and it's sort of this like teenage girl with blonde hair, just like, like a ballerina almost. And I'm like, um, why would the shepherds have to be told, fear not? <laughs> when, a, <laughs> when a ballerina shows up. That's not the... So, so I was just thinking, and, and what, is our, what is our image when, 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 we, when we say angel? What, is the, what do we see in our mind's eye? And, and why do they always have to say, fear not? But, so the shepherds are out, they see this angel, they hear this message, and then this angel, there's a company of angels, and it's, and it's a military term, a company. Jeremy, how many men in a company? A bunch. Okay. <laughs> So, so a bunch, a company, a bunch of, <coughs> of angels show up and they start singing glory to God in the highest. Yeah. So the angels had told the shepherds, um, and you can turn to Luke chapter 2. We're going to stay in Luke chapter 2. But verse 11 and 12, it says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign. Signs, we see signs. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And so I, I want you to, to imagine being there as one of the shepherds. And what would your reaction be if you saw this? You saw the angel and you heard his message. And then you see the angel and a company of angels, this this group of angels, a bunch of angels, to quote Jeremy, how many? A hundred. Okay, so, I mean, think of it like a hundred angels. 
And, and these are not the ballerina-type angels that on your Christmas cards. These are the big, imposing, mighty, awe-inspiring, fear-inspiring angels. And there's a hundred of them singing glory to God in the highest. So what, how would you respond? What would your reaction be? They've told you, hey, um, and they, they didn't say you have to go to Bethlehem. They said in Bethlehem, King David's town, the Messiah has been born tonight. What would you do? What would, your respo- what, what would be some normal responses if that happened to you? Pass out. There we go. Great. Yeah. Filled with joy. Okay. Run. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we would, often our, our minds would start doubting. I've been around these sheep too long. Um, there, there's a whole theory about mushrooms and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, these guys seeing stuff, hallucinating. Um, freak out, um, be paralyzed by fear, I, I think would be a normal response, paralyzed by fear. Or, or I think what a lot of us might do is we could just sit around the fire and talk about it. Wasn't that great? I mean, that was awesome, wasn't it? And yeah, did you see that guy? And, 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 and kind of just talk about it. We do that a lot, don't we? Stuff happens and we, man, we just sit around and talk about it. Or maybe out of fear, we'd run back and tell the owner of the sheep, um, you know, kind of push it up the line in terms of who's more responsible here. Hey, and you, you know, herd the sheep back into to wh- where they come from and, and tell the owner, yeah, I, I'm done, I'm, I'm resigning, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I wonder if they were questioning if they'd really seen what they had seen. Questioning each other, like, did you see what I see, saw? Maybe I was dreaming. Maybe I was, yeah, is this true? Is this real? And so, so we say that seeing is believing, but is it? Yeah, what are you watching for? What are you looking for? And is seeing believing? I think there's more to it. And uh, so the cool thing is, th- these shepherds give us a great example of what to do next. So, um, yeah, is seeing believing? Because the wise men saw the star and they acted on it. Herod he saw the evidence as well, but he did not act on it. Think of the Jews who saw later on the miracles of Jesus. They saw them with their own eyes and didn't believe. Think of those at the crucifixion who saw the death and resurrection of Jesus and struggled to believe. I think of Thomas. The good thing is Thomas has a great story because he he then says, I've seen and I know. So he, he does something about it. So again, my question to you, what about you? What are you watching for? What are you hoping to see? And especially in terms of your faith, what are you looking for? What are you hoping to see? Amen. I'm looking forward to that. So, so let's read what the shepherds do. Because they saw, and then what do they do next? So uh, turn with me. Uh, Luke chapter 2, I'm going to be reading from verse 15 through 20. Before we read, I, I want to pray. Father God, as we just look at your word, thank you that your word is true. And Lord, help us to see. Help us to not just see with our eyes, but to see with our, our hearts. 
Father, then help us to, to live. Help us to believe. Help us to act. Help us to move. So, Father, I pray that you would open your word to our hearts this morning. That your word would, would change us. That what we see and hear would change us. We would not leave here the same as what we came in. But we'd be more like you. Jesus, thank you for these, these shepherds who are just a great example to us this morning. Father, we pray your, your blessing as we read your word this morning. Pray this in your name. Amen. So Luke chapter 2, verse 15 through 20. When the angels had left them, so the shepherds, and gone into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So let's unpack it a bit. Um, so as we said earlier, the shepherds could have reacted in any way. Um, there, there were many reasons why they would, could not have gone into Bethlehem to, to search and find the Messiah. Um, you know, they had responsibilities for their sheep. They couldn't just leave their sheep. And it sounds like they just left their sheep. I don't know if one of them stayed there or how that worked out. Um, but sheep are, or maybe they took their sheep with them. Yeah? Who knows? They just trooped down to Bethlehem with a herd of sheep behind them. But, but, I mean, think about all the excuses that we make. Oh, I, I've got sheep to take care of. I can't take them with because they'll be noisy. They'll wake up people. Or, man, my, if my boss found out that we took the sheep to Bethlehem or we left the sheep here, um, this fear. Um, the, the angels tell the shepherds to go, well, that the Messiah is born. The angels don't even tell him to go. He just says, the Messiah has been born in David's city, in Bethlehem, and he doesn't give them the address. He doesn't, like, Google map it or anything for them. So, like, you know, hey, now I've got to go find the Messiah? I've actually got to go search for the Messiah? Yeah, I'll just sit around the fire here. Um, it's dark. Uh, there's, there's, you know, things happening. And the city is crowded. Remember, it's the census time. Bethlehem is crowded. I'm not going to go in there because it's just packed with people. You know, don't go to Walmart, okay? I popped in yesterday afternoon, and man, it was packed. So, um, yeah. Um, and, and maybe they were even thinking, you know, why, why did the angel speak to us? Did he really mean to speak to us? Maybe this message was for someone else. But imagine the conversation amongst them. Um, they talk about it. They hear the news. They see the angels, and now they, they want to see if this is true. They want to see if what the angels said is true, and they have this opportunity to go and find out. Okay? Does the message line up? Is there proof? And so they, they, they can do something about this message that they heard. And so look at what they say. They say, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, okay? 
So they, they're going to go and see, they're going to go and check, they're going to go and find out if this thing that has been told, what they heard, will happen. Now look at what the next part of the verse says. Who told them the message? Was it? I mean, who gave them the message? The angels. But these guys turn around and say, Now, that's obvious for you, but, but for a lot of people, um, think about it. If, if, if you're not, if they're not like conversant with all of this spiritual stuff, and, and you could say, man, an angel told me. But these guys, they make a jump. The angels tell them. And immediately they say, these things that the Lord has said, the things that the Lord has told them. And so they make this connection, which is awesome. It's the connection we should make, okay? I'm not questioning it. I'm saying this is what we should do. When an angel speaks to you, it is God speaking to you, okay? Um, they are God's messengers, and the message is from God. And so it's cool. They say, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they immediately make this connection between God's message and the angels, what the angels said. So they attribute the angel's message to God. And so they, they hear the message from God, okay? So um, I'm, I'm going to, I think there's this... Um, I'm going to move my stuff a little bit here. I think there's kind of a, a chain of events. So we're going to build a chain, okay? Because uh, that's going to help us understand. But there's this chain of events. And so the first thing that happened is, I was going to hang this from the roof, but then it would get kind of weird. So we're going to build a chain right here. So the first thing is, what happened? They heard, okay? So we're going to build this chain. Let's see if I can do this up here. They heard, okay? Cool. That works. Dead, Dave. Thanks. That's right, awesome. Um, okay, so they, they heard from the shepherds, and, and they believe they heard from God, okay? And so they act on what they, they heard. And so verse 16, look at verse 16, it says, and so they hurried off. These guys were excited, okay? I think I'd be excited as well if I had like a hundred angels singing. I, I get pretty excited about that. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who's lying in the manger. Okay, so they, they heard, and that's the, the second link. The first one's blank. Don't worry about that. But the second link in the chain is they heard. Um, well, it's actually the first one. Okay, they heard, and then they go and, and they find Jesus. If I get... Messed up with math, it's just a thing we have, yeah. It's just, sorry. It's, yeah, it's not our strong suit, okay? So, uh, <laughs> but, but they go off, they hurry, and they search. They search for the baby. And, and, and we've got to understand that at this time, Bethlehem's not a massive town, but it's at least double the size of what it usually is because everyone has come home to be counted in the census. Imagine that if everyone in Grimes who was born here came back here, um, there'd be a lot of people here. And so these guys have to, they have to search. They have to, they have to go and find Jesus. And they, they don't have a lot of information. The information they have is that there is a baby in a manger. And they go and find and search and actually find Jesus. And so they didn't just hear the message. They did something about it. They searched. 
Okay, so that's the next link in the chain. They searched. It's cool, it's like a Christmas decoration. Okay, so, so my question to you then is, when you hear God's word, when God speaks to you, what do you do about it? Do you just hear it and, and go like, okay, so God, because this is what a lot of us would do. If we were the shepherds and God said, hey, uh, the, the Messiah is born in Bethlehem, um, you go like, cool, so we heard it. Now, now, God, would you bring the baby to us? That's what we do, isn't it? Like, God, I heard you speak. Now, now I want you to like, bring it to me. And, 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 and we're almost scared to go and search and find. Um, we're scared almost to do the work because maybe we, we heard stuff or maybe we, 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 that wasn't a clear vision. And so um, do you search? When you hear, do you search? When God speaks in his word, do you go and read more and search for more? Do you, do you ask clarifying questions? Do you, are you searching? Are you seeking? The cool thing is Jesus says um, those who seek will find, those who knock, the door will be open. Um, there's, there's a... We've got to act on what we hear. We've got to seek and we've got to search. And so the, the shepherds go and, and imagine all the doors they had to knock on and all the, all the stables they had to go to, all the mangers they had to look in and make sure, <clears throat> make sure there's no baby there. But they, they search and they find Jesus. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. So the shepherds find Jesus and look what verse 17 says. It says, and when they had seen him, okay, Jesus is seen by the shepherds. He's not seen by Herod, because Herod, who has that information, sends someone else to go and make a search for him. He does nothing with the information. Um, the, the, the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees, the religious leaders, who've got all the prophecy, are they, are they they're hearing, but are they searching? Are they searching? And so the shepherds who'd searched, they went and they had, they saw Jesus. And so that's the next uh, link in the chain. They saw Jesus. Okay. So they heard, they searched, and then they saw. Um, and so the, the shepherds get to see Jesus. And you've you got to think about it. They've been told this, okay? They've been told that they would find a baby in a manger and that this baby is the Messiah, the King of Israel. And as they were searching, I wonder if how many homes they went into. And, and you wonder if by like the 10th or the 12th home, there was a bit of doubt maybe in them, just in their thinking in their hearts. Like, maybe, maybe we didn't hear them correctly. Maybe the timing's wrong or maybe, you know, you, and you can think up of all these things. But when they see Jesus, when they find that what the angel said is true, now all of a sudden things change. Um, God's word and what they find lines up. It's congruent. It agrees. And, and now it's, it's tested and it's true. Now these guys get pretty excited, okay? Um, and, and think about what did they believe about God at that moment when they find baby Jesus? God's word can be trusted. God's word is true. God keeps his promises. God has sent the Messiah. And I mean, these guys must have been super excited because now all of a sudden, everything they've heard, everything they've searched for, 
profound. And they see, they see God's promise. And, and they are witnesses. And now they have a testimony to share. God called them, God gave them the information, they searched, and they now have seen, they have seen um, what God is doing. And so their, their response is that they go out and share. Uh, the, these shepherds, it's, it says there, um, when they had seen him, with their eyes they had seen Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. So not only do they now see the child, then they start telling. Um, they're sharing the message, okay? So they heard, they searched, they saw, and then they shared. Just keep making that. Okay, so they shared, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, think about these guys. They must be like super excited. This has been a phenomenal night for them. They have seen an angel, and, and an angel has spoken to them. Then a company of angels show up, and they search through the night, and they find baby Jesus, and they see him. They see the Messiah. And so they start to share. And they share what happened with everyone. They tell the story. And imagine as you're telling the story, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, as you keep repeating a story, you just make more and more connections. And, and imagine all the connections they're making with the stuff they'd been taught as, as, as kids or their parents had spoken about or the expectation of the Messiah. And they start making these connections and these guys become more and more excited. This is what we saw and they're telling it to everyone who will listen. This is what we saw. Yeah. Let the, just the, the weight of that sink in. That these shepherds, they get to see what was told. Everything that was told starts agreeing, starts lining up. All the dots connect. They see the promised Messiah. I'm going to jump to verse 20 because uh, this is just a great response to, to what, having heard the message, going to search, search it out and then seeing and then sharing. Uh, the last thing that they do is, is it says that the shepherds returned back to where their sheep were or back to where they were with their sheep glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And so, so there's a praising and a glorifying. There is a, an excitement. I mean, these guys are, are just, imagine them walking back and just retelling that story and breaking out in praise, probably singing what the angels sang. They're like, hey, we heard them singing. We're going to do exactly the same. And they're praising God. They're thanking God. They're excited about what God's doing. They're praising and glorifying God. Okay. So we have a chain. Um, and, and I can picture these shepherds, I mean, just walking back to their sheep. And, and just, I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you've seen God, you, you, you've heard, you've searched, you've seen God do something amazing. You're sharing it. Um, I mean, I, I think last Sunday after the baptism, Bess and I, I mean, a couple times during the week, we were just like, we're excited about what God's doing here. And, you know, you kind of break out in praise. Bess breaks out in music. Um, I, I can't sing, so. Um, but can you imagine these shepherds just breaking out in praise, um, glorifying God, excited, overjoyed? Uh, and so that's the result. 
And so we praise God for, for what he's said and for what he's done, what we've found, and what we've seen. We praise God for that. But, but here's, here's what I want you guys to remember, and this is why I made a change. Praising God is connected to sharing, connected to seeing, connected to searching, connected to hearing. Um, so often we, maybe we're not praising God as we should because we haven't seen what God's doing. Maybe we haven't seen what God's doing is because we haven't searched for what God's been doing. Maybe we haven't taken the time to search what God's doing in our own lives. Just to, to remember and to think and ask, God, what are you doing? And maybe we're not praising God because we haven't heard. Or maybe not haven't heard, but we haven't listened. Think of Herod. Herod could be in Bethlehem, praising God. I mean, Herod was a Jew. He knew the prophecies. And he could have been in Bethlehem praising God, but he wasn't. He was somewhere else, busy with his own plans. Ultimately, we know what happens. Herod sends the soldiers in, and, and they massacre all the young boys under two years of age in, in the area of Bethlehem. So did Herod hear? Was he hearing the gospel? Was he hearing the message? And so these things are linked. And, and I don't know if they all, sometimes we can, maybe they are sequential. Maybe, maybe we have to hear and have to see before we can truly praise God. But, but I don't want to get hung up on that. I, I, what I want you to, to see is I want you to spend time hearing God. I want you to quieten your hearts this Christmas season and hear what God is saying. I want you to search. I want you to search Scripture. I want you to search God's Word. I want you to search for God. I want you to go and seek and knock. And, and it might mean that you have to go somewhere and do something. I want you to search. Because when we search, then we get to see. I think of so many people who might be saying, I don't see God at work. I tell you what, if you were at church last Sunday, um, Caleb Hansen, that's, that's God at work right there. He had, he had prayed with his mom a year and a half before at a gas, I'm not sure the timing, sometime before at a gas station in Sparta. He had prayed and accepted Jesus Christ and he had been, he'd been, he'd heard from God and he'd been looking and he, he want, his desire, he wants to be baptized. He, was, he wanted to do something about what he heard. And when he got the opportunity, um, did you hear him praise God? What did he say? Isn't that so cool? That, I think those shepherds were probably doing exactly what little Caleb Hansen was doing. Yes! We have seen the Messiah. We have seen the promised Savior. We have seen Him. And they shared that news. I bet you that Caleb Hansen was going out there and sharing to all his friends and family and everyone what had happened. And praising God, that's something that we do because of that. Folks, I want to encourage you this Christmas season to, to hear and to search and to see God at work. Now, 
we, we have to deal with Mary's response as well. Because um, it says there that, that, that Mary, what about Mary? What's going on in her heart? I think sometimes we, we, we're very close to, um, Mary was so close. This was happening to her. She is the one who gave birth. She's the one who had, had heard an angel tell her that she was going to give birth to a son. And she, she heard all these things. And maybe it was so close to her that it was hard for her to, to jump up and praise God right then. But what it says is it says that it, it tr- she treasured. It says Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary, Mary treasured. She, she, she gathered all these things in her heart. Um, and verse 51 in chapter 2 says the same thing. Uh, when Jesus was at the temple and said, hey, this is my father's house. She just looks on and, and she looks at Jesus and she treasures all these things in her heart. She's doing something with them. To treasure something means to, to see the value in it, to give it a valuable place in her heart. So there might be a time where, where God is dealing with you and God is, is moving in your heart and, and, and you, you might be struggling. You might not understand all that's happening, but I encourage you to do what Mary did in, in those times, um, to treasure those things. Because what happens with, later on with Mary? Does she praise God? Oh, yeah. She just gets at it and she's praising God. So, folks, I, I think these things are linked. I think they, they tie together. And maybe you're like, God, I'm, I'm struggling with praising you. I don't have anything to praise you about. I'm, I'm in the midst of a really hard time. You might have to just treasure those things in your heart. Or you might have to go back and say, God, am I hearing you? Am I searching for you? Am I seeing you? Am I seeing what you're doing? Am I sharing? I think a lot of praise comes from sharing. Um, I, often I have these, I, I just pull the stories of like when I'm seeing men and women get the gospel. So Jason has to hear all, all the stuff. Like, oh, Jason, you should have seen this. This guy has just come alive. I mean, I, I, I do it every now and again. Um, when we share the gospel, we have, uh, we have a lot of praise. So I want to encourage you this Christmas season. Make sure your chain is, is, is working. Make sure you're hearing from God. Let's pray. Jesus, um, yeah, we, we pray that as, as, as we hear from you, as we hear from your word, even this morning, Jesus, we heard from your word. Father, would we hear from you? Would we take time to listen? And Father, would we put aside our own agendas? Um, like Herod, he, he had his own agenda and he, and he couldn't hear and so the, the, these Gentiles who, who were outsiders, they, they saw and they heard what God was doing. And, and, and Jesus, ultimately, the, the, these wise men get to meet the Messiah. And they get to praise Him and they get to worship Him. Father, would we be like those men? Would we be like the shepherds who, who hear the message and then hurry to go and search and find the Messiah? Jesus, you rewarded them. They got to see the Messiah. Even as Simeon prayed, he, he, he got to see, he got to hold the Messiah. And he praises you. Father, would we praise you because of what we've seen, what we've heard? Lord, would we, would we share that message? Even, even today, would we share the message of Christmas? Maybe someone says happy holidays to us and we can say, no, it's a holy day. 
and, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And we were able to share with them, and, and Jesus, maybe their life has changed, and then we get to praise you, that, that you are active and alive and working in our world. Jesus, thank you for, for letting us see just the joy last Sunday in this baptism. Thank you for letting us see you at work in transforming our own lives, to see how you, you're, you're changing us and purifying us, making us holy. Jesus, thank you that we get to see the effect of the gospel in other people's lives. Lord, we get to see it in the New Testament uh, as we read the gospels and Acts. Lord, we get to see how you've changed the world. The world is a different place because of the gospel. Jesus, we get to see these things. Help us to share them. Help us to share with others. And Father, help us to praise you. We have so much to be thankful for. So much to praise you for. Father, I pray that even as we, we go into a time of just worship and praise, Lord, would we, would we be as the shepherds just recounting all the things you've done in our hearts, all the things you've done in our lives, all the things we've seen. Lord, all the things we've treasured in our hearts, would they just lead us to praise and worship you? Jesus, you are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. We, we, we worship you now. We praise you with all that we are, Jesus, because you have done amazing things. You have saved us, and your love for us is unending, miraculous. Jesus, we worship you. We pray this all in your name. Amen.